and this is how you treat me. Have I not proven myself to you yet? And Sarah's like, nope. <laughs> so, so well, it's it's you, crazy. She's like, out. and I did the dishes, and I got the <laughs> groceries. I washed the car. I What's picked up on? some milk. Hey, my name's Ben Bishop, and you're listening to Turtle Flakes Podcast. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Turtle Flakes Podcast. I'm your co-host for this morning, Josh O'Rourke. With me, as always, is Mr. Rob Luther. Hey, what's up, Hosehead? Hi, how you doing? I'm doing all right. All right, we are joined today by Thaddeus Manning. Hey, good morning, Cowbunga. Cowbunga, sir. And Josh Witt, Jay Weezy. Cowabunga, dudes! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, Rocksteady's best friend. All right, right. yeah. <laughs> Fred, he has dysentery and he won't be on the show for very long. It's okay, don't worry. <laughs> oh, good deal. Well, well, hosers, you know, hopefully, knock on wood, I'm knocking on my desk here. We don't have any uh, tech issues today, but um, we are returning to the IDW era today. You know, last week we did, we finished up our 2003 era. Um, and again, apologize for the delay in releasing that episode with all those tech issues we had. But it's out as we're recording this, so thank goodness. And um, yeah, we return to the IDW series issue number 13. So uh, new artists on this one. We're going to be talking about that in a minute. But uh, before we you know, jump the gun and everything, uh, how's everybody been doing? Oh, dude, like this month in January has been just really great for me. I uh, I beat two video games recently, um, nice. Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze on the Wii U and Super Mario RPG on Super Nintendo. Nice. And right nice. now I'm working on uh, Front Mission 3. It, it is a uh, sort of like a, a tactical uh, RPG. Uh, think of it as like uh, uh, XCOM Enemy Unknown, but with like giant robots. Uh, really fun, really challenging. And then, as far as pickups go, I finally got my uh, TMNT uh, Volume 15, uh, the Leatherhead story arc. I haven't finished it on Chapter 3, but man, it's really good. I love it so far. Ah, nice. So what do you think of uh, IDW's interpretation of uh, Leatherhead? Love it. Yeah. This is actually Probably one of my favorite versions of Leatherhead, other than the uh, the Nickelodeon series. Sweet, sweet. So, uh, what about you, Rorschach? What you been up to? Uh, nothing too much. Just uh, stay at home, Dad. Here we are. <laughs> hey, that's what a lot right there. With five youngins running around, that's a lot. <laughs> I actually have a funny story. I don't know if I should tell it, but I'm going to anyway. It was about oh, my daughter. Yeah, my daughter Danica, the one that wants to be Mrs. Rob Luther. Oh, stop! Um, you stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she had a play last night where it was really cool. She actually played a zombie and she what? had like this, huge, she had this monologue where she uh, had to address the audience and it was really funny. And my daughter, if you ever 
had met like a 14 year old girl just like imagine like a creepy one and that's my daughter pretty much <laughs> uh, but she, I see where had she gets the... it from oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> It's not, I, I mean, I would say it's not entirely me, but yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> she's got her mom's looks. At least there's that. So <laughs> there's this one point in the play where she had to bend over to pick something up. And she, <laughs> she bent over to pick up this like piece of paper or something like that. And her skirt rode up on her somehow. And like this weird freak act of defying physics. And she mooned the entire audience. Oh, oh no! Yeah, it's like oh man. Oh bless her heart. Did she know? I, she didn't know. Don't tell her. Don't tell her. <laughs> oh no! Nicole told her. Oh! Oh! <laughs> oh, poor kid. She'll never do that again. Yeah, Nicole got it on video, and she's oh! just like, yeah. and like as soon as it happened, I just saw Nicole's like fingers like zooming in on the uh, on the <laughs> camera, be like, ha ha! Look at look at there I go. Busted. We're gonna play that at Christmas. So. <laughs> So I'm just thinking, I was, I mean, it was hilarious and the audience did ver- as much as they could. They did everything they could to not laugh. But I was just thinking, I wonder how many new guys are going to start talking to her on Monday. Oh, you know? no. Oh, God. And, oh, well. but yeah, so that's what I'm dealing with. So. <laughs> oh, well, how was your week, Jay Weez? <laughs> well, uh, it's been great. So, um. You know, busy as always, but uh, actually really, really good. Uh, 2018's off to a great start. Um, my wife actually got a new job, so uh, it's really great. She's going to be working with me, actually, uh, at my current employer, so that'll be cool. We worked together previously, uh, the last place I worked. When we moved to Michigan, uh, I got hired, and I said, hey, my wife needs a job, too. And they are like, all right, we're hiring her, too. So. Uh, we worked together for several years there, and uh, now she's going to be uh, joining me again at my new employer. So it's it's really great for her. Uh, we'll be able to carpool in, so it'll nice. make things easier, more time together. So we're excited about that. And um, and I just got promoted. Well, I will be uh, getting promoted uh, next month. So, no way. Congratulations. Yeah. So awesome. definitely really uh, 2018's off to a great start for us. Um, and... Yeah, uh, I do have one, not exactly a turtle pickup, but one item I wanted to talk to you about. But uh, I can talk about that in the news, I guess, or... Sure, sure, yeah. Okay. Well, first of all, man, uh, dude, that that's great news. I know what it's like to, to work with... Um, my wife, actually, thanks to her, I she got me my job. <laughs> she was in the school system <laughs> for about a year while I was applying everywhere in Tennessee trying to find a teaching job. No one would even give me a phone call. They must have heard the show, eh? I don't know what it was. But, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so finally, right. uh, my wife puts in a good uh, word to the principal, and uh, I got a job. So she, at the same school, she does her speech therapy at. So we get the car pulled together, and it's it's really nice. So, man, kudos to you guys, and congratulations. And congratulations on the promotion, too. That's awesome. And um, for me, man, not a whole lot, except for one really, really cool thing, really big thing, is um, I guess – it's been about a week and a half since we've all recorded. I found out we went to the doctor's last Monday, and I found out that we're we're having a little girl. Our little girl um, is going to be on the way. She, I think, the due date is July second now, so or July third, I think. So oh, it's wow, just, yeah, awesome. Just, yeah, thank you, thank you. It's a day after. Yeah, um, congratulations, man. Thanks, man. It's ah, uh, I, I I'm shocked. I thought it was going to be a girl for the longest time, and then about the last month or so, I was like. 
it could be a boy. I could see it either way. I, but you know, whatever. And... Probably a fifty-fifty chance. Yeah. yeah, that's what I thought. Like, what the odds? <laughs> <laughs> oh, there he goes. There he goes. Yeah. Uh, so you uh, know, somebody's just... feeling good about themselves. Yeah, I got to put the kibosh on that. <laughs> <laughs> Always bringing us down, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> that's what real friends do. That's what uh, I do. <laughs> yeah, right. That's how you roll. So, uh, you know, during the ultrasound, uh, they were looking and looking and looking, and they left us in suspense because they're turning the baby every which way, trying to figure it out. Finally, after about 15 minutes, she's like, oh, it's a girl. I was like, oh, my gosh. So uh, <laughs> so for the Star Wars fans out there, maybe you'll appreciate this. I got oh, this. God, yeah, this is yeah, so. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Ooh, I Hey, I hear me out. Oh, <laughs> take off. Get out of here. With All right, so, uh, so hear me out. We were we had a name picked out. It was going to be Anna Claire for the longest time, and I really liked the name Claire, so I was I was cool with that. Chris Beth came up with that. Well, we were watching Rogue One because my wife really likes that movie. She's not even really into Star Wars, but she loves that movie. So we that were watching. Oh, uh, it's that and Empire, my two favorites for sure. But yeah. uh, anyways, as we're watching it, she she brought it up. I didn't bring it up. She's like, you know, I'm not sold on Anna Claire, and then I was like. Hmm, now's my chance. <laughs> so I was like, what do you think about Jin? Like J-Y-N, like Jin Erso? And she's like, hmm, that's not bad. And then we were at the part where, this is kind of morbid actually if you think about it, where Jin's mother was killed, but her name was Lyra. I was like, what, do you, what about Lyra and then middle name Jin, Luther? She's like, Lyra, that's a pretty name you don't hear much. She's like, I like it. I was like, Seriously? So nice. yeah, it just it worked. <laughs> she got it was not it was not my total idea. She you know, although I don't know how to explain it, but you, you know, came up with it. I came up with it, but only because I had a golden opportunity and we were watching Rogue One. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. hormones going everywhere. So you you're gonna name your daughter after two dead fake people? Oh, take off! <laughs> She's a she... only only work study could take like the coolest thing and like uh, just destroy it, destroy it. That's that's two. That makes two now. I'm, I'm super pumped. That's an awesome name. Thanks, man. Thank you. Thank that you. Is, and... yeah, it is a cool name. So. Oh, thanks, Ozhead. That's about I'm just glad it wasn't I think so. It is. What? <laughs> well, that's as nice as he gets, so I'll take yeah. it. At least, you didn't, at least you're not having a boy and you named him Kylo Ren or something like that. You know, just... <laughs> that was, yeah. <laughs> or Kylo Rob. Ah. Kylo Rob. Okay. Kylo Rob uh, Luther. You can do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so anyways, guys, I guess we better get over these uh, these links real quick. Then we'll talk about pickups. So, guys, if you want to send us an email, our email address is turtleflakespodcast.gmail.com. Uh, we are on Twitter, at turtleflakes. We have a Facebook group page at facebook.com slash groups slash turtleflakes. We do have a TurtleCom hotline, and thank everyone who's uh, given us a call. Uh, it's 865-309-4875, and you can always leave us a message there about anything you want, anything Turtles-related, maybe some pickups you got, a feedback for the show, whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, we'd be happy to play your, your message on the show. Big kudos and slice of pizza to our friend Mark Pellegrini from TMNT Entity, and his web uh, website is tmntentity.blogspot.com. Another shout-out to our good friend Anthony Hernandez, a.k.a. BatBomb82 on YouTube. He has a weekly show called Totally Tubular Turtle Tuesday where he reviews classic and modern Ninja Turtle toys. Um, also, I kind of added this one selfishly. I am a proud co-host of a Star Wars podcast, and we were just talking about that, called Star Wars Ties, and that's Star Wars T-I-E-S, as in uh, <laughs> teachers interested in... Uh, the expanded stories or something like that, or expanded Star Wars universe. So, Jesus 
God. Uh, stop it. Uh, so you just search us up on iTunes. We actually just covered the first book of the Han Solo trilogy in the last episode. It's very similar in format to Turtle Flakes. Um, you know, we just review um, some of the classic and some of the newer Expanded Universe novels. So uh, if you want to check that out, yeah, again, that's Star Wars Ties. We'd love to hear from you. We're also proud members of the Retro Junkies Network at theretrojunkies.com. That's just a network of family-friendly retro podcasts. And we are proud partners with the Retro Gaming Times magazine. And uh, their web address is classicplastic.net slash TRT. And I do have some quick announcements. I'll hurry up and get these out of the way. We have a new sister show on our feed. We had talked about it last time. It's a show dedicated to guests from every medium of the Turtles universe, whether it be the toys, games, comics, He's going to try to do interviews. Uh, it's a, By the way, his name's Brian. He's a friend of the show. He's been a li- long-time listener of our show. He had this great idea, and he wanted to partner up with us in some way. And when he told me the idea, I was like, yeah, well, well that'd be great. You'll, you'll be the one thing people look forward to every month. Uh, he's going to have one episode a month published, and he's already recorded about three or four different interviews. And I don't know if I'm allowed to say who he's talked to yet. But some pretty big names, and we are so excited to promote that on our feed. So if you're already subscribed to us, and hopefully you are since you're listening to us, you will get that show for free. It's just going to be another additional episode on this show, and it's going to be called Turtle Tracks. So stay tuned for that. I'm thinking the first episode of that will be next month, in sometime in February. So um, do need to apologize. Our Partners in Crime interview uh, has been postponed Kind of indefinitely, we were thinking about maybe doing something in the summer instead. Uh, I talked to Richard, and unfortunately, he um, kind of had a family emergency he had to take care of over the over the weekend. And uh, we were going to try to do something a little bit later on. And last but not least, for the, for the announcements, I just want to thank uh, – we have received a couple of new iTunes reviews this week. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for that. Uh, we always appreciate the feedback. And we are still doing that giveaway from now to the end of February for uh, just a random drawing for issue 10 from volume 1 and some of my loose figures. And I'll throw some turtle cards in there and any other new turtle goodies I can. Uh, we just appreciate any feedback, whether it's positive or constructive. And uh, we can't thank you enough for the ones we've already received. Thank you, guys. So – uh, okay, now I can shut up. So, uh, so who wants to start off the pickups? Okay, yeah. Um, this isn't exactly a pickup. It's a hybrid between a pickup and a news thing. But uh, so, yeah, as many of you know, uh, I'm a huge fan of uh, video games in general. I'm a bit of a collector. And uh, for the Super Nintendo, uh, there's a flash cartridge that allows you to play, put all your ROMs on an SD card, and then you can play uh, all these games on a real Super Nintendo. The one, one of the ones that I have is called the SD to SNES. Um, so basically, uh, it does what it says on the tin, right? It's a SD card full of games. You put a, plug it, plug it into your Super Nintendo, and you could play them. Hmm. Well, there's a uh, there's a website called ROMHacking.net, um, and they make modifications to older games. Sometimes they release new games, and uh, they made a really sweet modification to Turtles in Time for the Super Nintendo. What? Yeah. So. Uh, this particular one, it's a little tricky. So um, what they did was somebody uh, in Super Nintendo games, there's support chips inside the cartridge, right? So like for uh, Super Mario Kart, there's an extra um, DSP chip in there. It's another processor that helps mm-hmm. it do the, the graphics, right? So somebody invented one for the Super Nintendo uh, called the MSU-1, and that allows for CD-quality audio on the Super Nintendo. Wow. So somebody realized that that was done. So what they did was they leveraged that new chip uh, for Turtles in Time, and they added uh, CD quality music 
uh, two turtles in time. Wow. So, yeah, that chip, it, the chip obviously physically, I don't physically have it, but the SD to SNES cartridge is able to basically emulate that chip. And you can also do this on a, on a PC. Uh, I think it's the BNES emulator you could do it. Long and the short of it is you take Turtles in Time, um, you apply this patch to it, and you download these uh, tracks, which I believe are from the OC Remix, uh, which is a really cool project where they remix video game music. Just kind of change it up, make it a little bit more, I guess, interesting or techno mm-hmm. or whatever. So there's a whole set of tracks for Ninja Turtles that they, you download these tracks, you put them on the SD card with the game, and while you're playing Turtles in Time, um, you get these crazy uh, remixes like with guitar and metal and stuff uh, while you're playing Turtles 4. So it's really cool. I'm a huge fan of that game. It's awesome. So it's really, really fun to get, you know, I guess change it up a little bit, right? Get some get some different music playing in the background. Yeah, that's so, awesome. Yeah, it's called uh, TMNT4 Turtles in Time MSU-1, uh, and that's available on ROMHacking.net. And if you guys uh, look on YouTube for TMNT4 Turtles in Time MSU-1 playthrough, uh, somebody shows playing through the entire game with the music going. So definitely really cool if you're into uh, video games, and it's awesome to see people you know, actively doing some development on Ninja Turtle-related stuff. So Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, the game lives on, man. Yeah, it, it's so great. That oh. game is awesome. Speaking mm-hmm. of which, we still need to post that time that you and I played, Jay Weez. We do, we do. Yeah, yeah we'll, yeah, we'll figure a way to edit that in the feed somehow. Yeah, we'll get it in there. Yeah, one of these years. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what about you, Mr. T? What pickups you get lately? Um, I'm, I'm mostly just saving <laughs> up money for uh, for Pensacon next month. Um, I'm hoping that they'll have some comics there. I'm, I'm really going to try to hopefully get in get into more of the uh, Usagi Ojimbo comics this year. I really want to review some of those on the show. Uh, cool. But yeah, that's, that's about it. That's about it right now. Just, just a leatherhead volume. Sweet. What about you, uh, Rorch Daddy? Um, really outside of the, uh, the figure for today's tour review, I haven't really gotten much. So yeah, I mean, we'll find out about that when I uh, review this bomb that I have sitting over here. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, Nothing really, just uh, kind of, you know what I'm really interested in is getting, is I'm kind of waiting for, uh, I think it's next month or maybe it's early March, I'm waiting for Toy Fair to happen so we can find out what new uh, turtle figures are going to happen because uh, from what I understand at Toy Fair, they're going to give the first look from Playmates Toys for the uh, figures for Rise of the Ninja Turtles. So Yeah. Oh, cool. That's, that's what I'm waiting for. So really nothing, nothing new. Nothing. I mean, no, nothing new, but, you know, kind of like I got new old figures is what mm-hmm. I've got. So that's about it. Ah, good stuff, man. Well, I do want to mention, I'm so glad I've, I finally uh, can tell you, Josh, uh, Jay Weezy. Jay Weezy was kind enough to send me a care package this week. Um, he was posting some old video games uh, that he was selling on one of our group pages. I think it was the Two Dudes Traders group. And he had Super Empire Strikes Back and Super Return of the Jedi. And I was like, dude. How much for those? And he he refused to take money from me, which I'm furious about. <laughs> but uh, he said, no, as a matter of fact, I've been meaning to send you something anyway. So I had no idea what he was talking about, and I was already kind of furious because he wouldn't let me pay him. So a couple days ago, I got a package in the mail, and I opened it up, and it was like Christmas. I mean, I was blown away by everything that was in there. So he sent me uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles second time around. It's the Mega Block set. Like the entire yeah. – yeah, it's the April second time around shop that comes with Raphael and Casey Jones, which I was like, what? 
So uh, I cannot be- I cannot wait to put that together. And then on top of that, he sent all four of the turtles to go with that set, and then the two Star Wars games. So, dude, thank you. I cannot believe I- you sent all that, dude. Thank you, seriously. <laughs> yeah, dude, no problem. It was uh, I I saw it. Uh, I think I sent the link to uh, to Rocksteady and. Uh... Thaddeus, this was it was around Christmas time, and Toys R Us was clearing them out, really? and I couldn't believe them. they were like they were like super cheap. I spent almost nothing on you. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, still a nice gesture, like, man. <laughs> they were like, I, I, seriously, I think I think the big set was like six dollars, and each turtle was like two dollars or something. It was like super wow. cheap, and I really like them because they they were they're like the comic book, right? They're black and yeah. white. Which I was like, anytime I see anything that references the original comic in Toys R Us or anywhere locally, I just I feel like I have to buy it because so many people like me didn't even know about the comic, you know, when we were kids. So oh, I feel like it's popular, and that might be why these uh, these went on clearance. I think they were clearing out almost all their Mega Blocks, but yeah, yeah, I I just couldn't say no. So yeah, I had to order them up. Dude, thank you. Did you get some for yourself? Oh, dude, yeah, I have a whole set sitting over here. Oh, sweet, sweet. <laughs> dude, thank you. Seriously, that was really, really cool. So I'll, I'll get he's, you back, Ozan. He's, he's resting comfortably with the knowledge that, yeah, Rob Luther's worth about nine bucks. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> and I'm honored. <laughs> That's nine more than most people would pay. Yeah. yeah, I probably paid more to ship it than to buy it. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> dude, how cool is that? Thank you. And thank you for the games, too, man. So, uh, yeah, really, really been blessed with some awesome pickups the last couple of weeks. So. Yeah, good stuff there. So, Mr. T, you got any uh, news for us this week? Uh, yeah, actually, uh, I have a couple of Comic-Con announcements. Ooh. Jim Cummings, the voice of Leatherhead in the 1987 series, he will be at the Great Philadelphia Comic-Con on April 27th through the 29th. You guarantee and... it? <laughs> what? You guarantee you'll be there? I'm about to oh, choke on my water. Gu- <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's going to be time, I guarantee. Oh, man. Nice. Uh-huh. He's got his oh, gumbo. I think uh, I vote that Thaddeus is our official leatherhead from now on. Yeah. Every All time right. I'll be like, dude, break out leatherhead. Agreed. <laughs> but if you, uh, if you want to check out ticket prices, it's PhiladelphiaComicCon.com. Another announcement. Uh, our good friend of the show, Ben Bishop, uh, he will be at the Granite State Comic Con Fest in September. Ooh. This is uh, September 8th through the 9th. And uh, if you want to check out that website, it's granite, that's G R A N I T E con.com. Uh, Sean Astin, the voice of Raphael in the Nickelodeon series, he will be at the Wales Comic Con on april 21st through the 22nd and if you want to check that out that's wales w-a-l-e-s comic-con.com uh i think that's it i I didn't really have anything else um oh actually real real quick i I was gonna ask uh uh, jay wheezy what what are your thoughts on uh rise of the tmnt so far or like just based on like what you've heard uh, I don't know much of anything on it other than uh, I'm super excited that we're getting a new cartoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was really sad to see, uh, you know, the 20, 2012, right? The last yeah. series. I was really sad to see that end. But to be honest, I'm so far behind on it. I figure by the time I'm done watching it, uh, we might have yet another series. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But uh, they did such a great job with the last series that I'm pretty hopeful. I think it's going to be good. Um, yeah. I'm curious. I know in the last series, I felt like they really did a lot of uh, did a lot to draw in a lot of the original fans like myself. You know, just seeing there's a lot of like throwback things. Uh, they have references to things from when we were kids. You know, like like the video game and pinball stuff in the background. The, yeah. the references to Star Trek. I just I loved all that. It was really great. So. Uh, I think they really did. They did good by me in the last series, so I'm hopeful that this next one will be good. So um, we'll just have to hold on tight and see where it goes. But I'm I'm sure it'll be good. I just right. I really hope that um, somehow they're able to manage to to dig up the voice actor from the 2003 series that did Splinter, because <laughs> uh, he's my favorite. Oh, you know what's actually funny about Splinter? I'm glad that you mentioned Splinter. Um, are you familiar with the character Tiger Claw on the Nickelodeon series, or are you not cut up yet? Uh, is it a female tiger? Uh, tiger Tiger Claw was like the uh, the bounty hunter. He was a a male tiger. He was kind of like uh basically like like the Boba Fett in that Ooh, series. That sounds um, awesome. No. But what's really cool is that his voice actor is actually going to be voicing Splinter, and uh, this was actually just announced. John Cena, uh, WWE superstar John Cena, is actually going to be voicing a new villain. Uh, he's called Baron Draxum, and basically he is a a mutant uh, overlord that lives underground that wants to turn humanity into mutants. Um, there hasn't been an official design yet, but I'm actually really excited about that because that that was that was one thing that I was that I really liked about the 2012 series was that they always introduced uh, new mutants in like each season. Yeah, that was really cool, and that was the thing. It was like there was enough that you're familiar with from the original series and enough throwback stuff to kind of pull you in. And then they just added so much, so many new things. Yeah. I, right. I can't say enough about that series. It's, it's really good. Yeah, um, I agree. And I think the only other thing I wanted to mention was, uh, I posted the cover of the issue that we're going to be uh, reviewing today. Uh, I posted the two different covers on our Facebook group, uh, asking which one you guys like better. So, uh, comment on there. Let us know. I'm curious. Did she say pizza? So you live in an antique store? Yep. Pizza. Mm. Above, actually. Well, I was going to give you guys a tour of the store. Ready? Well, good deal, guys. Well, before we uh, get right into the comic, we have an exciting toy review for you. Uh, this is an interesting uh-huh. one. And I swear I think I've seen this toy before. It looks awful familiar. Um, it so... just looks awful. <laughs> <laughs> so uh so hose or josh now do you do you um want to do the i need minute? more than the one minute i need the more than one minute with this one okay so it sounds there's, good there's kind of a lot to go in with this one i'll, I'll you know try to minute to five i'll say that you know, <laughs> all right well josh the floor is yours hose ed what, what do you got for us today all right so here we are talking about <laughs> i can't believe i bought these uh this is uh a action figure from the toy line, uh, the Stone Protector toy line. Uh, wait, wait, wait! This is this is not Ninja Turtles. No, this is not Ninja Turtles. Not no. oh, okay. So is it is it Beetleborgs or is it? Uh, <laughs> no, no Power Rangers. Power Rangers. No, Power Rangers. no, okay. no next. So you mutation. found yet a, you found yet another thing to distract us with, other than turtles. <laughs> I found something else. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Just wanted to confirm. All right. Hey, Thanks for the way. <laughs> I love you, man. I <laughs> Jay Weezy and I are such, you know, we, Polar we adore it's each great. other so much that we just cannot go two minutes without giving each other a little bit of guff, <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's awesome. 
So this is actually a really sweet toy. I'm, I'm actually excited about this. Sorry, Rockstar, go ahead. No, 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 no problem, man. Anytime I get to hear genuine sympathy from you is a, is a day well served. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, like I said, this is from this is an action figure from the toy line uh, called the Stone Protectors. Stone Protectors was actually a really huge thing, kind of huge thing in 1993. It was par for the course. A uh, bunch of animated series were trying to... Um, ape off of the success of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So this thing, it wasn't enough to have a toy line. This thing had an action figure line. This thing had an animated series consisting of 13 episodes. This thing had a video game on the Super Nintendo. There was all sorts of, yeah, there was uh, action figures, play sets, vehicles. There's even a couple of different um, uh, variant lines for this uh, figure series. And this whole thing happened in a year. You know, it is 1993 to 1994, and nobody ever talked about it ever since then. I've uh, never even heard of it. What's the name of it again? It's called Stone Protectors. So these figures are actually based on the troll dolls. You know, the the Danish troll dolls with the wild hair and everything. Oh yeah. Um. So every and the the whole troll doll phenomenon has been around since like the 1950s. It's just one of these novelty kind of toy lines that just kind of resurges back into popularity every five to ten years you know every generation's got a troll doll what they tried to do in 1993 was capitalize on the ninja turtles and make action figures out of uh, troll dolls for boys and so it can the stone protectors consisted of five five heroes within the line there was the leader here which is the one i'm reviewing whose name is cornelius and he's a samurai <laughs> okay. <Love> that name. <laughs> yeah, here we go. So this is this is the premise. Okay, Cornelius the Samurai, Maxwell the Accelerator, Chester the Wrestler, um uh Clifford the Cliff Jumper. He's a like a rock climber. And then let's see, Maxwell the Accelerator. I got dibs on that one. That's me. Maxwell the Accelerator. Yeah, yeah. The Accelerator, I guess, is because he came with rollerblades on. <laughs> nice. It's like, oh, wow. That's 90s. That's 90s. That's 90s. So the actual storyline of Stone Protectors is kind of cool. I watched the whole series is on YouTube, and I watched a few episodes of it. It's actually kind of cool. So there is this one alternate reality version of Earth. Or I guess it's Earth, but like... It is this kingdom, this crystalline kingdom that has this gem of power, and it's and it's guarded by a queen. And there's this evil troll doll-looking dude named Zok and his cohort Zinc, and they go to steal the stone of power. And this late, the queen sends it off into uh, the nearest version of Earth, which is where the stone protectors live. And during the travel, it shattered into five different pieces and was absorbed by <laughs> the five members of this very, very bad rock group called the Rock Soldiers or something like that, I think it is. <laughs> and they become the Stone Protectors because of the shards of the crystal imbuing them each with power. And they fight off the invading army of the evil trolls that were trying to get the, the shards of the stone. It's just—it's actually kind of cool. It's like a Legend of Zelda type storyline, or like almost, almost Tolkien esque in its designs. Hmm. But unfortunately, it's a storyline told about troll dolls. So, <laughs> where can you really go but down from there? So, anyway, 
these and all of my thoughts about the uh, the animated series aside, the animated series actually looks pretty cool. The animation was kind of smooth. It kind of holds up uh, comparatively to the Ninja Turtles. It's kind of the same. Th- it it kind of holds up. I kind of like it. So in 1993, there was a toy line that was released by a company called Ace Novelty Toys. And these action figures are about the four and a half to five inch scale. They're perfectly in scale with the 88 series of Ninja Turtle action figures released by Playmates. That's really why I got them. It's like a couple of weeks ago, I reviewed Toxie from the Toxic Crusaders. I got the Dick Tracy figures, all these weird figure sets that kind of are in scale with the Turtles. That's why I got them. And these guys are no different. They have like the big bulky design. They're super muscular looking. They're broad, but they're very, very detailed there. And they've got like the rubber heads and the troll hair, you know, you know, that weird (laughs) Albert Einstein looking head of hair that they all have. (laughs) And it's usually um, what, like and, like pink or blue or yeah exactly and these yeah. guys all have different color hair like this guy Cornelius who's the leader of the group he's got like this he, his hair looks like a highlighter it's like just, <laughs> just like this neon yellow and he's got let's see one two three four five six seven points of articulation and a really cool action figure that all of the action feature that all of these figures did is they have the the little stone and emblazoned on their chest if you lift up the right arm past the head and then gently uh push it down towards the knee towards the leg the there is actually believe it or not there is a flint inside each of these figures (laughs) and it will it will ignite inside the action figure and illuminate the stone for just a second and so you've basically given a child a lighter you're promoting cigarettes. <laughs> so I, I I have to hats off to them. I mean, ripping off the Ninja Turtles, putting putting hair on them, <laughs> and then making them a fire hazard and giving them. A I choke. know that's the trick. Ah, the nineties. I miss the nineties. Uh, <laughs> you so could not get away with this nowadays, man. It just it would not happen. You're basically giving your kid a grenade. Yeah, <laughs> can you imagine like like work study like he's going to a comic con or something and he wants to bring one? You get stopped by TSA and they're like, "What is this?" I know. Yeah, I could not fly. I could not fly on an airplane with this thing. <laughs> well, you can give it to your child. That's okay. I know. Not only is it not cool, but I'll get strip searched. And <laughs> but you know what? I I really do like these figures. They have a certain. They have the same kind of charm that the uh, Ninja Turtle line back in 1988 had and you know they really did seem like they kind of ace novelty uh toys they really seem to really be inspired slash kind of rip off the design aesthetic of playmates of what playmates toys was doing back in the day they're they're they look right at home with the ninja turtle figure line and it's a really cool uh figure line to get into and these figures are actually kind of kind of on the cheap side because the toy line back in the 90s was woefully unpopular. Like, nobody nobody bought into this. You know, <laughs> nobody did. It's like, I got every figure. I've got, out of the five figures I got, I paid about five to eight bucks for each one of them. Wow. And Cornelius here was a mint on card, and I got him for $19. Wow. So that's really cheap you know and he's in good condition the card was in good condition because i like to uh save the cards uh the card backs 
but it's a really cool it's a really just a really fun action figure that would probably never be put out today especially with the action features like just having basically having a big lighter inside of them you know <laughs> action I figure mean, slash concealed weapon you know yeah exactly yeah, yeah you know like <laughs> <laughs> it is like one of those things where like you know it's it's like step one in like just like this weird like madcap invention that looks super complicated that just pours you a bowl of cereal or something like that you know it's <laughs> what it looks like it's something you would see and this is like a looney tunes type of invention here but it's a really fun um a really fun action figure line to get into has a couple of the same flaws as the ninja turtles do you know i'm always going to be a stickler for you know the weapons being one color just a big like orange piece of plastic you know but but I really do. I can't help but be charmed by these things. They're they're a lot of fun, uh, especially. I mean, like if all I'm gonna do is just like put them on a shelf, I've I've got my money's worth. You know, that's really all I wanted them for was because they just looked cool, and it was a lot of it, it's a lot of fun like taking pictures of them, meeting the Ninja Turtles for the first time. So yeah, <laughs> I highly recommend them. So all right, get good, good review. That's that was fun. Well, to be yeah. honest, that's that's really cool. I mean, that's. One of those weird off the wall things, but yeah. I, I'm not sure I need another troll since I already have you. Oh, you know. <laughs> oh, oh. Dana <laughs> Based on our listener reactions to me, I can kind of I can kind of say that you're right. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's great! I love it. All right, you don't guys. like pineapple on his pizza? <laughs> what a monster! I know. Can you believe this guy? Jeez. You know what, though? I will say this. In my defense, I just, I don't like pineapple (laughs) on pizza. But in my defense, last year I had banana and pepperoni pizza. You know, Rob actually, uh, on on the show, I had pineapple, or I had banana and pepperoni, and it was surprisingly good. I'm not going to lie. I've had it, I've had it again since. You know, I had pineapple (laughs) and banana. Oh, you hear that, guys? That's going to be the intro of the show. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I, I'm not. I am not going to like pineapple and pepper. No, the Hawaiian pizza will, is the devil, will. and it deserves to die. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, you know what we need to do? We need to have like a pizza of the month. You know, where this would be fun. It could be dangerous, and you know we'd have to be reasonable here. But maybe we could have like a poll with listeners, and you know we have to make a certain pizza each month and eat it live on the show. Give our review. We get. Oh gonna- yeah. Have the listeners make it too, and just take pictures of them making it or eating it, and everybody posts their pictures. That's a good uh, idea. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cool. Hey, we'll try to maybe maybe we'll pick up something uh, uh, next. The, next the listeners are gonna the listeners are gonna end up making like nothing but a, a giant mega ultimate slice of pineapple pizza for. <laughs> They're gonna make With pineapple like pizza every single like. Brand of pineapple imaginable, like pineapple. I know exactly pineapple. who's going to do it too. I know exactly who's going to do it. It's going to be Christopher Carlson. He's going to do it. <laughs> Galbunga Chris. I love that guy though. He's awesome. So yeah, he, he's, he's a good he makes man. sure I stay in line. You know. Yep. yep. Yeah. When Jay Weeks is not around, course. we have a task force. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, one thing I want to start doing every episode, and I might do it at the top of the show from now on, but I'll just go ahead and put it here. I want to do a question of the week, uh, and then maybe get uh, you know your feedback and air it on the next week. But uh, I was uh, fortunate enough; I've received some um, 
VHS copies of some of the original cartoons from Burger King. And my mm-hmm. question of the week was um, uh, in the back of the VHS copy that I received, there were four different VHS copies you could get from Burger King. There was um, Invasion of the Turtle Snatchers, Sky Turtles, and then two more. And I guess mm-hmm. what I was – my question is, were there any more after that original four that Burger yes. King released? Or, mm-hmm. Oh, well, then you just ruined that. <laughs> well, there it, was, it wasn't a question for us, Thaddeus. It was a question for the <laughs> listeners. <laughs> No, but but I know, but the the Burger King Kids Club, I I, I remember because I I used to go to my local library, and uh, I think the other two were the Great Boldini. That was the one where Michelangelo was a magician. That was in the four, yeah. There was another one, Attack of the Big Mac, and there was one more. I can't remember what the third one was, but yeah, yeah, there there was more than just the four. Now... The other two, Attack of the Big Mac and the Great Baldini, I don't think that you could actually... I could be wrong, but I don't think those were ever part of like the Burger King Kids Mill. I think the ones that Rob mentioned, Sky Turtles, April Foolish, and then the two others. Well, yeah, hang um, on, man. Uh, let me go grab one real quick. I've got one right here. One sec. Wait, so this was the Burger King Kids Club, and they have Attack of the Big Mac. Oh, okay. Here's the one I have. <laughs> that seems a little... Rob, Rob did, you, what happened? did you hear that? No, so I missed it. What? It's the Burger King Kids Club, but they have an attack of the Big Mac. I know. Th- that's what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> that seems no, like... Seriously? You got to change the name. Attack <laughs> of the Whopper. It's saying eat fresh. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, okay. So I've got a, a copy of uh, the Great Baldini in my hands here, and it looks like the date was 1990. Okay, so in 1990, on the back of this VHS tape, it says... Collect all four titles, and these are the four in the 1990 set. There was Invasion of the Turtle Snatchers, April Foolish, The Great Baldini, and Sky Turtles. So, if with that the Turtle Snatchers, I did not know that was actually one of those. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've got it. Uh, yeah, it's got the uh, Burger King Kids Club at the top in the front. Uh, mm-hmm. So, okay, so to piggyback off of that question, mm-hmm. does anyone know... Um, who drew the covers of these? Because these aren't cells from the actual cartoon. These are hand-drawn covers that were unique to these VHS covers. So if anyone listening knows or can point us in the right direction with maybe a forum that might know, um, I'd, love to, I'd love to know. I'd love giving credit to some of these artists that have been often overlooked over the years. So Yeah, you know what's actually funny? I'm glad that you mentioned that because I know that you did a questionnaire, I think, last month about the um... – who did the artwork for the Ninja Turtles board game? And I could not find anything on that. I think it's, there was like a, I think there was a gr- there was like a company called like Rose Art. It was like R O S E A R T that just did sort of like collaborations. One person in our group said that it was Steve Levine. Yeah, and it kind of looks like his artwork. I could see it. I could see it. Um, but as far as like the Burger King Kids Club, I I don't know. I could I mean I could always Google it after the show and see if anything comes up. I just I haven't really found. Wow. We'll see if our listeners eh they can tell us. Yeah. <laughs> so that's your homework, listeners. And uh, guys, I say we get in the comic. What do y'all say? All right. Yes. All right. All let's right. do it. Let's do it, huh? Let's do let's it. Let's do it. <laughs> do it. Do it. Hello, Violators. 
You're in Casey's comic classroom. Prepare to be screwed. Good deal, guys. Uh, so today we are returning to the IDW era of the comics. And uh, the next next week we'll be returning to the early Nickelodeon stuff. This is the new era for us. So we are on issue 13. And if you guys don't remember, the last issue, or actually the last 12, I should say, they were all drawn by Dan Duncan. So in this one, we get a different artist, Andy Kuhn, who actually did the Michelangelo micro series uh, before this. This particular issue, uh, the story was done by Eastman and, and Kevin Walt, or bleh, Kevin Eastman and Tom Waltz. There we go. Script was done by Tom Waltz. Art again, Andy Kuhn. Colors by Rhonda Patterson. Letters by Sean Lee. And the editor, of course, was Bobby Kernow. And um, this was called The Sins of the Fathers, Part 1. This was published on August 22nd of 2012. So about two months after issue 12. And uh, this picks up right after, I think, the Casey Micro Series and issue 12. So it falls right in that, that storyline there. If, if you guys are looking to pick this up, uh, I actually have it on uh, Comixology, you know, the digital copies. It's within mm-hmm. the volume four. So um, if you're looking for it on there... Uh, it's in the the IDW series. Uh, it says "Sins of the Fathers" volume four, uh, so it's volume four of the IDW series. It's got a picture of Splinter in the front with a uh, katana. Ah, good deal. And thanks to J- uh, Jay Weezy here, he posted a little um, discussion on the cover and and what we uh, what our listeners preferred. And here's what some of the folks in the group page said: Thaddeus Manning voted. He said left. Uh, oh, by the way, I'm sorry. I should. Describe this. On the left side, you've got the Kevin Eastman cover with Raph and his size and Splinter. And then on the right-hand side, I believe that's Andy Kuhn's cover. Am I right there, guys? Uh, I think so, yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, And that is, of course, the main artist in in this entire book. Um, He's got one of Karai battling all the foot soldiers. And Thaddeus says left, referring to Kevin Eastman. Corey Neighbors says, while well, I love Eastman's art and have enjoyed variant covers over the course of the series, I typically prefer the interior artist that does the cover art as well. I really mm-hmm. dig Andy Kuhn's artwork, so it's some love for Andy Kuhn there. Armani Milan, who I think he's got a great group page, um, TMNT Lives Forever, I think that's the one. Or he, uh, Anyways, he's got a great group page dedicated to the Turtles. Uh, he says Andy Kuhn. Um, and he really seems to like that cover. Elizabeth McConnon, she says, left, I hate Karai. So, wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then uh, Josh says the Karai, uh, Rorksteady says Karai. And Jay Weezy says, Rorksteady is a hoser. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Jeez, how'd that happen? Oh, man, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> but I, I agree with that vote. <laughs> Uh, Andy Kuhn real quick. Um, I actually do like his designs for um, for Splinter and Casey and April, and he actually did do the cover, uh, like like Jay Weezy said, on the Volume 4. Uh, he actually did that cover with uh, Splinter holding the katana there. Right, right. Yeah, so some, some uh, definitely some contrast in art styles, because we were so accustomed to Dan Duncan when, uh, when he had done the first year. Okay, so this is kick-starting the second year of the IDW comic at this point. Very, very different art style, and uh, we'll, we'll talk about that. So, But as far as the story goes, um, you guys just interrupt me if you need to uh, talk about anything. But uh looks like it kickstarts – oh, I should back up. The last issue, issue 12, uh, is there's, that the one where Old synopsis, Hob uh, – Rob, there's a synopsis like in the first – I think the first or second page. 
Oh, you're the man. Thank you. Yeah, that's just the story so far. Oh, okay. You you want to read it? Uh, sure. Why not? I can. Oh, I'll give it a man. shot. All right. I can tell um, you why not. <laughs> <laughs> and there he is. Yeah. <laughs> the story so far. After a climactic battle with the Foot Clan, Splinter and the Turtles realize that their ancient enemy, Oroku Saki, the Shredder, has returned. The importance of the mutual discovery is not lost on the Shredder either. Meanwhile, Krang has abducted Baxter Stockman for unknown reasons. All right, so um, so this story, it, it opens up with the Turtles, which is kind of funny because the uh, the last issue ended so darkly. Yeah. Um, this one, they're all kind of playing Shapester instead of Twister, the hot spot. <laughs> uh, the turtles are, you know, I think they're in. Are they in April Shop here? Second they're, time around. They're in second time around. Yeah. Okay, great. So they're they're playing Shapester there, and Dante's got the board, and he's keeping track of everything. Uh, oh yeah, so they're trying to kind of blow off a little bit of steam and have a little fun. And meanwhile, Splinter is kind of off on his own in the shop, trying to meditate. And the turtles, you know, they're kind of a little bit worried about Splinter. And I know Mikey, he brings up like, you know, how's how's he doing? You know, what's got into him lately? So, you know, the Turtles, they're talking and stuff. And why does Raph leave? Is he just blowing off steam and doesn't want to play? Well, Raphael leaves because Casey barges in because his dad beat him up. And oh, yes, yes. Raphael is just like, that's that's enough, man. You know, he's gone too far because he beat Casey a little bit harder than he usually does, you know, because, because uh, you know, his dad's drunk, you know, mm-hmm. for reasons we'll find out later. And so Raphael goes to teach Casey's dad a lesson. Okay, and even before that, Josh, you missed the most important part. Splinter's hot tea. Oh, Splinter's hot tea. Hot tea. <laughs> hot tea. Four baby uh, so, turtles. Four baby turtles. <laughs> I missed that. Away. I missed that. You know what? I got to get another one out of my system real quick. You expect a made of the Adams family? Oh, oh, there we go. Now I'm back. Now I'm back. <laughs> oh no! So since you know, I want to reference the 2003 series and how high caliber TV that was. Man, you oh, were expecting we maybe someone else. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. And Thaddeus' right, so, heart just died a little bit again. So it's just killing him. And and Brian and me. Jeez, I'm, I'm cool with it. I got your back. Oh, so, get yeah. out of here. So, okay, you, me and Jay, we, see, we get it. We get it. Yeah, uh, we've we've downgraded two hoses on the show. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, okay, let me ask you guys a question. All right, so when and when Casey barges in here. I'm trying to figure out the timeline in my mind. It's been a while since we've read these. Mm-hmm. Was it the Casey Jones micro series? Was that when we found out why Casey's so loyal to his dad? Yes. Because there was a. Okay, uh, was that the one where his mother was was dying? One where it, it it went into why he hated his dad because his mom was dying. Yes, and didn't like she say you got to protect your dad, you know, which is kind of ironic because it's supposed to be the other way around. She's right. saying you got to take care of your dad, yeah. uh, and maybe that's why he just kind of takes it sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So, so the turtles, you know, they they freak out, and Raphael, like uh, Rocksteady said, he storms out, and he's like, "I'm I'm about to crack some skulls here." So he he takes off, and uh, take off. <laughs> he takes off those, and he is followed by Splinter shortly after that. Splinter's going to keep an eye on Raph because Splinter knows. I mean, they're his sons. He knows how Raph is. Han's not going to last very long if Raph gets his way. So, <laughs> meanwhile, April has donuts. She's like, I brought donuts! And then she's like, The official oh, pre-fight wait. donut! 
<laughs> oh, that's it. That's it. She was a little late Maybe on this one. Maybe I should have felt bagels. So she shows up, and then she figure, she finally realizes what's really going on with Casey. She's like, oh, my gosh, because at this point, Casey's not told April anything about Hun, no. to my knowledge. Mm-hmm. So he's kept this, this kind of dark secret um, for quite some time. And you'll find out that that hurts April a little bit uh, later on. So we get a cutaway uh, to Karai, who's opening a can on these poor foot soldiers. And th- I think this is where Andy Kuhn's artwork really shines. I like uh, his design of the humans. I mean, they, they, they look a lot. Uh, I Personally, I think they look better than the turtles do. But, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about that. But uh, Karai looks great. She whips up on these foot soldiers and the fight scenes, the layouts. Andy Kuhn does an amazing job with the layouts here. Uh, she, it looks like she cracks one of the uh, foot soldiers' backs, and that's awesome. And you have Shredder's to, there. You have to wonder why these people would want this life. It's like, why do you want to just get just get careened by a ninja for how or, or die by a turtle you know just you want you want to get beat up or do you want to get killed which one do you want it doesn't seem like yeah it doesn't seem like a very desirable why do you want profession I, it's, dude they have great, great dental i mean that's what i've heard oh they would have to man yeah. yeah i hope so yeah they probably lose their teeth every yeah. <laughs> every other uh it's it's the benefits they're yeah, the they biggest got... proponents for the single payer health care so well, Right, that's it. the stock yeah, options, yeah. profit sharing. I mean, all the stuff that they steal, they they get a, they get a portion of that back. So, like, you don't want Medi- you don't want Medicare, man. You want you want single health care. That's what you that's want. Right. right, that's right, right. And then, and if they're still alive, then they can utilize it. So, yeah. um, so Karai, she beats these guys up, and this is the third group of attackers that has has uh, gone against Karai here because Shredder has demanded it. And she's like, "All right, are you happy now, Shredder? Are you happy?" And Shredder, he's sitting there with his with his glass of wine or whatever that is he's got. How is and... he drinking that? He has a mask on. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, hang on a second, I, I forgot my mask. It would be so <laughs> funny if like he like takes a drink while he's scolding Karai and he's got like a crazy straw. <laughs> <His wife. laughs> and it's and it's Kool Aid. <laughs> a crazy straw. That's great. I just picture it being like uh, what is it? Uh, Spaceballs, where he takes a yeah, I know hot. Too hot. <laughs> Too hot. <laughs> I can't breathe in this thing. Oh, my God. I don't know how we have any listeners because every week we just ruin the Ninja Turtles just a little bit more for everybody. Yeah, with Spaceballs references. It's That's great. true. Yeah. Jay, we so, uh, on, you know, we just ruin it for everybody. That's what we do. So uh, you, you can see Shredder is ticked off because she bows down. You know, to say, you know, pay respects to Shredder, although deep down inside, she's been hiding a lot of resentment towards Shredder for a while since the battle with the turtles. And she, as she bows down, Shredder goes again. She's like, excuse me? And then here's a big reveal right here on page nine. Uh, it says, did I whisper, granddaughter? Did you not hear my command? Shall I repeat? He says, again. And he's got the bug eyes that time. He's really mad. And she's, this is where Karai takes up for herself. She's like, excuse me? I've done everything while you've been gone. I have taken this clan from the negative connotation and reputation it has and restored it to some honor, and this is how you treat me. Have I not proven myself to you yet? And Shredder's like, nope. <laughs> so so well, it's, it's you, crazy. She's like, out. and I did the dishes, and I got the groceries, <laughs> I washed the car. I What's picked up on? some milk. <laughs> well, like, you know, I can kind of see where Shredder's coming from because, like, if you when you read Secret History of the Foot Clan, you'll find out that the come back to life, Shredder had to basically punch the devil. 
So he's like, no, just like nothing that you're going to do is going to compare to what I've had to do. So I get that. But no one else in Karai's defense, no one else is seemingly at this point in the story can fight as well as her, at least, you know, as Shredder's secondhand mm-hmm. man or woman in this case. But uh, but yeah, so one thing I wanted to talk about is what do you all think of Karai actually being the granddaughter of Shredder? It's fine. Uh, I'm I'm fine with it because uh, I think they did the same thing in the uh, 2003 series. Even though uh, when they did the big reveal of who Shredder really was and he wasn't who we think he was, yeah, uh, they kind of go into more detail of how he adopted um, Karai in that series. Uh, so yeah, I never really had a problem with that. I, I, even in the um, even in the 2012 series where um, Karai was uh, Splinter's daughter and Shredder basically uh, adopted her and brainwashed her into thinking that, you know, Splinter was the enemy. Um, I always thought the whole relationship with Karai and Shredder was always done really well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and what it makes me think, who was Karai's who who were her parents? And did we? I don't. I don't think we've even gotten an answer yet. Uh, now I admit that I've not got caught up on universe or anything. But uh, this is back in 2012, August of 2012. We're in 2018 now. Have we gotten answers about her parents? No, and I don't think it I matters. Think so. I don't think it matters. It's just like Karaya Shredder's granddaughter. You know that's sure. That's the and um. I kind of like it. I kind of like how the Mirage books did it a little bit better. I kind of like. How their take on Karai was that she's not a relation to Shredder at all. She's just another. You find out that Shredder was just another leader within the Foot Clan, and Karai is another one taking over mm-hmm. for him. And I kind of like how right. it's not always. It doesn't always need to be, you know, nebulous. How it not everything has to be related. But I mm-hmm. definitely like. I mean, Karai as a character, especially in this book, especially when you get to TMT Universe and you get to Karai's path. When you read that storyline it really goes into just why she's awesome. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's really cool. She's, yeah. she's more than just like Shredder's guard dog. You know, I, I like that. Right, right. And I'm glad because I, I really want her to have her moment in the sun because with the films, you know, the lack of her, you know, I don't think she's ever gotten a Playmates toy. I mean, this is, the, she's a character that I think has always been underutilized. Yeah. I, I think she could be a great, great second villain for, for the Turtles or ally too. Yeah. She's definitely, for a long time, even in the IDW comics, she's, in my opinion, she's very one-dimensional. Where, like, even when you do get these character moments with her, when you find out that she's not just a ninja, she still is just kind of just generic, tough girl. You know? Yeah. Or tough lady, well, whatever you want to say. Well, we're seeing a little bit of, um, we're seeing a little bit of a change in that, that character design in yeah. the volume four. Because remember, didn't she, she was recruiting, she was trying to recruit Shadow in volume four, at least yeah. in the story arc that we're at. Mm-hmm. So you, you can see that in, in some regards, there's possibilities for Karai to be a more dynamic character. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, uh, going back to the story here. So finally Shredder. Karai's mouthing off to Shredder like, look, I brought you back. I'm the reason you're here. And Shredder's like, you know what? I would kill you for that if you weren't related to me. And finally Shredder shows shows himself here. He he really shows how strong he is by beating her up very, very quickly. He says, clumsy, slow, weak. And then you know, within seconds, he's got her vulnerable and, and uh he could kill her, you know, with with any killing blow. I mean but he chooses to spare her and goes, you know what? 
I'll, I'll go ahead and read it real quick. It says, Despite your insolence, you are a capable warrior, Karai, and a ninja of the highest order. On that, we agree. So he gives her a little bit of props here, but here's the kicker. But you no longer lead the Foot Clan, and contrary to your earlier declaration, you never truly have. You are a soldier, not a leader. Uh, and it is folly for you to believe otherwise. I, however, do lead. And the time has come for me to find a more suitable second in command. Mm-hmm. It, now, was that supposed to be... Spoiler alert here, guys. Is that supposed to be Alapex? Uh, that's either supposed to be Alapex or Leonardo, because if you remember... Shredder, oh, that's Shredder right, Leo. Shredder wanted to recruit Leonardo. He... Uh, in the dark, uh, it's called City Fall. I call it the Dark Leo Saga. Um, yeah, he basically gets Kitsune to brainwash Leonardo, and Leonardo ends up uh, becoming like Shredder's, uh, basically his student. And yeah, they can't, can't figure out like why Leonardo is with the Foot Clan, so they're trying to like snap him out of it. Yeah, that's yeah. probably my favorite IDW storyline. That was that was oh, the storyline. Yeah, me. City Fall was really yeah. good. That was the mm-hmm. storyline that got me into the IDW books. Yeah. Oh, it's great. It's great. And the, some of those nightmare sequences when uh Kitsune's in Leo's head. Yeah. Oh, it's great. It was kind of the wrong time for me to end up in the IDW series too cuz I was like, what is going on? Man, just, right. there was so much <laughs> that I had no idea what what anything meant. It was really funny. Oh, yeah. So, uh, you know, go into another storyline here. Well, okay, first of all, you know, going back to the Turtles and Casey and April, he he finally admits the backstory with his father and everything. And April's like, why didn't you tell me? So you can see that there's there's probably more than a friendship here. This is more of a romance. Like, she's really genuinely hurt that, that Casey never told her these things. Like, almost like Casey could tell her anything. Mm. All right, so you see that, but, you know, it's just seeds planted. You really don't see... That, that deep romance at this point. Yeah. So so uh, going to Burnout. What's the, me, what's burnout the age Island difference between them right now, though? They're the same Ooh. age. Are they? Oh, okay. Yeah. Just they're both in. They're both. They're both. Uh, coll- they go to the same college. That's how they met each other. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So going back to um to cut away to another storyline here, we've got Baxter Stockman, and if you remember. Baxter Stockman had shot Old Hob and then went with Krang to Burnout Island, okay? And Baxter, he wakes up like he's almost been drugged or knocked out here, and he's exploring, and we find a little Easter egg here. Well, it's not really an Easter egg, but we find a reference to General Granador, who uh, is pretty much a big character in the series. And Baxter's trying to sneak around, trying to figure out where the heck he is, and he accidentally stumbles in this one room, which is a whole bunch of Utroms in these, like, stasis pods and he goes hmm very interesting and then he gets busted old sneaky baxter he he steps in it and gets what did you say because, robbie rep uh what i say old sneaky i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you the truth oh, no. <laughs> i'm gonna tell you the truth rob you did not say baxter <laughs> oh, did, oh geez that's yeah. no, the bagel it's, it's not gonna be I swear. Rob's very first cowabunga of the year it was an accident. I think that's Rob's first cowabunga ever. So. Uh, yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> so Baxter, uh, he is uh, caught by General Krang. And this is where we get the reveal because at this point you didn't know um, that Krang had an exosuit. 
Mm-hmm. Or, I'm sorry, you didn't know that it was Krang in the exosuit. Right. Uh, we get that reveal here. And he says, you and I have a lot to discuss. And then we get the cutaway to Raph and Hun here. And it's a great little uh, battle scene. The second battle scene, because didn't they... Didn't they fight earlier in the RAF microseries? Or? Yeah, they had a no, fight earlier. Was, they had a fight earlier yes, in the IDW. Issue two. Yes, that's it. Issue two, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, earlier on. So um So RAF is about to kill Hun. Great layouts here. And that's when Splinter shows up and kind of surprises Raph and he says, You fight with too much rage, my son. Let me show you the true way of the ninja. And that's how this this issue ends. Alright, says to be continued. And then next month, and then you get a cover of Splinter uh, opening his katana blade, and you see a reflection of Hun's scared face. But, you know, if if any of us have read the, the IDW comic, or any of the Natural comics, or even the cartoons, you know Splinter's not going to kill him. You you know that. Okay, so that that's definitely kind of a phoned-in ending there. You know, you I understand they want a, uh, kind of a cliffhanger, mm-hmm. uh, and I guess that's one way to end it. But I thought there was a lot of other really good side stories to where you could have probably ended it no matter what, and it would have been interesting. Man, but... you know what? It's it's really funny that you mentioned that because I was immediately kind of turned off by this because I, I knew where this was going, and I know like the later storylines when, spoilers, uh, Splinter becomes the leader of the Foot Clan, and like just, oh, how, yeah. just like how ruthless he gets. Just like, yeah. this is kind of... Man, I don't know. Is he, is he just like, is this a plot hole or is he just straight up lying to Raphael right now? Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, because in the next issue, he spares him, obviously. Yeah. And yet later on, he's pretty hardcore. So something has changed Yeah, in Splinter. So, or maybe, you know, I mean, the argument could be made that he doesn't kill anyone. He has other people kill for him. You know, so it's like, well, I'm Ooh, not doing yeah. anything wrong. You know, they're doing it. You know, which, but, and neither of those sounds like anything Splinter would do. You know, it's. Yep, I'm with you. It's weird. It uh, it was really, I mean, it's good. It's well written. And it perfectly encapsulates Splinter at this time in this series. And, you know, fast forward four years and Splinter is a cutthroat leader of the Foot Clan. You know, still mm-hmm. an honorable guy, but now he's willing to, he's willing to do exactly what he says he wouldn't do here. Just like, right. Just I don't, I cannot see how it's not going to come down to the turtles fighting Splinter. You know, I just I don't get it. I know it. I know it. And I, I mean, would it be something if like Leonardo hope, killed Splinter? I hope it happens. I can't wait to see it. But you know, it just it just kind of left me feeling when I was done reading this issue. It just kind of left me feeling going, "Nah, Splinter, <laughs> you a liar." You know? <laughs> yeah, you a gangster, man. All right, so uh, so guys. Um, what, what what do you think about this this particular issue? Uh, you know, any, anything, any parts you liked, anything you didn't like? Uh, Mr. T, we'll start with you. Uh, for me, I'd probably give this about a 9 out of 10. I didn't really find too much I didn't like about it. I really liked Andy Kuhn's um, art on the Turtles as well as the fight scenes. I thought he did a really good job with Karai. Um, actually, I found an Easter egg. If you turn to the page where April is bringing the donuts... It actually says Dunkin' Donuts on it, but it's but it's spelled D-U-N-C-A-N, almost oh, like a reference awesome. to Dan Duncan. Oh, that's Dan uh, Duncan. I like that. Yeah. They do yeah, that so, a couple of times in this book. So I thought that was a nice little Easter egg. Um, I liked I liked the whole interaction with Shredder and Karai, where he's basically just like, "No, you're you're not ready. You know, you're not ready until I say you are." Um, 
the whole uh, big reveal with uh, Krang was cool because uh, actually that's one of my favorite Krang designs is when he's wearing like the whole uh, general outfit with a hat. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, you, you're, like you're, you're curious as to what's going to or, or what plans he has in store for Baxter. Now, for the whole uh, Spinner thing, uh, my, my opinion is kind of different. I, I always thought that it was just Splinter just teaching Raphael Lessing because, and uh, and, th- and th- that was one thing that I was actually thinking about the other day was I actually read a a fan fiction comic on the 2007. Uh, it, it it was basically a fan fiction that was uh, based on the 2007 film, and mm-hmm. it was it was what if Raphael actually killed Leonardo in battle. And oh, it dude, was that... actually done very well. It was almost kind of haunting of this whole thing with like, if Raphael actually ended up like, well, well, I know technically he does kill in the the Mirage comics because they they killed the Purple Dragons in the first issue, but uh, um, but 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 what I'm saying is like, if he like legitimately just like snapped and killed somebody, like like how like can you just imagine like how that would just like affect them? Like, like, not oh, just like yeah. physically, but like mentally. Yeah, yeah. He would, he would probably withdraw from everybody. You which know, is, what, just... which is. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no, no. He, I was just gonna say he'd probably just withdraw from everybody and just like just mm-hmm. doing the blame game on himself for the rest of his life. Right. Yeah. Because, because I, I know, uh, especially in the in the Mirage comics, there was a. Um, I can't remember which issue it was. I haven't read it, but I know that there was an issue where Leonardo and Raphael got into a fight, and Leonardo—I mean, uh, Raphael—actually threw Leonardo through the side of like a barn wall and like legitimately yeah. like hurt him. But he just didn't care because that was yeah. just Raphael at the time. So I'm wondering—that's issue I'm wondering, nineteen. I'm wondering if there's going to be some incident where Raphael just loses his cool and like hurts a civilian or something and then he just has to like live with that pain because i know that uh for casey jones um there was an issue where he went after i think he went after like a street mugger or something and something happened where the mugger ended up dying i guess he ended up getting shot or something something happened to where basically casey was the cause of his death and casey jones for the longest time just didn't want you know, didn't want any interaction with anybody. He actually yeah. became an alcoholic. Yeah, so. that's in the that's in the wow. Mirage books. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's that's just before the City at War arc. Yeah, that's a good mm-hmm. storyline. That reminds me of uh, Leonardo in oh, it was either a Tales issue or it was maybe um, early Mirage, I think, or maybe even it was Volume Two of the Mirage series mm-hmm. where um, Leo tries to kill this one guy or stop this one guy and when he he goes to try to stop him somehow somehow he messes up I can't remember what it is and because of his mistake somebody is killed in like a drive-by shooting or something like that I think it was a Jim Lawson story right so it makes me think it was probably volume two Mm -hmm. but yeah it plays around with that a lot with Mm -hmm. with Leo so that'd be interesting to see Raph's perspective of that too but Yeah, but uh, for me, I, I thought the issue was good. I, I'm not as crazy about Andy Kuhn's artwork. I don't like his version of the Turtles. Yeah. Um, 
I still I think he's very wonderful. He's a great artist, but um, I just don't like his interpretation of the turtles. But I do like you know some of his layouts. I thought he did a nice job. I prefer Dan Duncan's artwork just a little bit more. This personal preference, nothing else. I had nothing uh, uh, taken nothing from Andy Kuhn. Um, I do like that it sets up pretty much a year's worth of storyline with the whole Krang thing mm-hmm. and uh, Shredder and and what he's going to do with Leo later on. Um, so great stuff. It's setting up here. Seeds are being planted. Um, so that alone, I would give this issue an 8 out of 10. Uh, story-wise, that thing was fantastic. And, you know, it was a solid issue. So definitely a lot to look forward to. So so what about you, Rourke's Daddy? Uh, you know what? I'm going to give this like a 7. It's a good issue. I mean, it's it's written very well. The art, I have the same uh, problems with the art. It's just I like uh, his uh, Andy Kuhn's designs for Shredder and for Karai and everybody else. But I just don't care for his rendition of the turtles, and I, to be honest, I don't really care for his rendition of Casey Jones either. You know, I just he looks. Mm-hmm. I understand he's beat up, but he looks really doughy. Like his face isn't isn't <laughs> like his face is really just puffy and round. And I get it; he's bruised and beat up and everything. I know what he's going yeah, for. But he doesn't look like a human being, you know. Yeah, he looks like just like when you're baking bread, and right before you form it, that's what the dough looks like. You know, it's just. <laughs> I get it, you know, but I can't do what these guys do. So who am I to judge? But, oh, I know. That's how I feel. Yeah, I know. It's like if you can't say anything nice, but you know, it's a podcast. We kind of have to say something. But um, <laughs> I just I don't care for the design of the turtles, and I, mean, you don't I think have the story... to say anything, Rocksteady. <laughs> <laughs> there he is. Okay, ignoring that. So anyway. Breathe through the pain. Breathe through. The yeah, we don't need any more cowabungas on the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, but no, I, I really like the issue. It's really good. I do think Shredder kind of goes off the handle a little bit on Cry. She's kind of like, "Hey, you've just spent like an hour and a half beating up like forty dudes by yourself. I think you, just go get some tea. You're fine. You know, she's fine. She's fine. <laughs> Let her. What do you expect? What do you want? I know. He'd make a grown man cry. Ah! Oh! oh. oh. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. That was bad. Man. I, uh, I'm sorry. Anyway, that's that's what <laughs> I think. It's a good issue. I like it. It's good. It's it's just not as good as where we're going, and I just I can't wait yeah. for us to get there. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm with you, buddy. Yeah, what about like you, I, I can't I can't wait for like the big epic battles. I can't wait for Mattias Santaluco's art. I can't yeah. wait for Dark Leonardo. You know, just so much. You know. Yes, we're getting to some of the best the best stuff IDW's done so far. And so at the rate we're getting going, there. at the rate we're going, in about four years, we'll get there. <laughs> That's true. That's Guys, true. Uh, as much as it pains me, I have to agree with Worksteady. Um, <laughs> oh wow! wow. <laughs> no, I, I I totally agree with you, man. I, I have to say a seven. It's good. Um, I almost everything you said, I have to agree with. Uh, I do not like the uh, the artwork on the turtles themselves. I don't. No, I mean, I don't mean to say, you know, I'm right or anything. It's just, it's, right. it's not for me. It's just not my thing. It's like, it's like pineapples on pizza for work study. It's just not my thing. It's just not I'm sure it. some people enjoy it. Not for me. Um, yeah, I didn't like the rendition of the turtles or Casey or, uh, or April for that matter. But to be fair, I did love the rendition of Karai. It was really, really yeah. good. Uh, yeah. And especially um, Shredder, probably one of my favorite renditions of Shredder. Just really, really cool. Um, yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. very. What is happening? We better end this episode. Day is night. I know we better end this before somebody dies. Jeez. Um, right. Up next on the Power Ranger podcast, Jesus, we got to do this. 
were, there were a couple of uh, quick things I just wanted to point out that I thought were cool, though. Uh, I liked on the Shapester uh, game. I thought that was funny. It's uh, going back to Twister. I liked the sheet that Donatello was holding. For some reason, made me think of video games because, like, the little D-pad-looking symbols. Uh, I did, with... too, like yeah. the Xbox. Yeah, that was cool. I or uh, PlayStation, I'm sorry. Right. Yeah, yeah, that was really cool. Um, I thought the uh, the donut thing that uh, Thaddeus pointed out was really cool. The I wanted to ask you guys, the symbol uh, in the Shredder scenes in the background, the, that foot soldier symbol, yeah, mm-hmm. made me think of the 2003 series. Did they use that same symbol there? Yeah, or, yes. Or, okay. yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, and actually, speaking of that symbol, that symbol is also in... Um, the 2014 film uh, yeah. with like the huge, like ridiculous looking shredder. Um, oh, it, you didn't like you... Swiss Army Shredder? <laughs> oh no, no, I did, I did like Swiss Army Shredder because what's funny is that there's actually a shredder that's even more ridiculous than in the O3 series where Shredder gets his like second exosuit and he has like four arms like Goro from Mortal Kombat and he's just like ridiculously huge. Um, yeah, but. No, but what's funny was that that logo is on. It's very hard to see. It, it's it's the fight scene with Raphael and Shredder in the 2014 film, and if you pause it, uh, I think it's like right under his helmet. Yeah, it's right under. It's right on the right on the like the collarbone area. Right. Yeah. Mm. But, I, but I thought that was a nice little like nod, to, like the O3 series. So. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I saw this. I saw that giant logo in the in the uh, Foot Clan layer here in the comic. I'm just thinking to myself. I just started laughing. So I was like, "Why do you have that?" <laughs> As if you need any more reminder of who you people are. Why do you have this giant? <laughs> it looks like it looks like just an advertisement for the Foot Clan. If you have any interest in joining the ranks of the Foot Clan, please call toll free one eight hundred four nine five. Call your local recruiter. We have excellent uh, dental. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, guys, uh, we um, – I guess that wraps up another episode. Uh, we will be uh, – again, we had talked about this on the last episode. We're going to break up our, our shows from now on. We're hoping for about an hour to hour and a half length, and we're right at that right now, so that's perfect. Where we – on one episode, we talk about the comic of that era, and then on the next episode, we talk – we do a green screen on that era. So we are returning to the Nickelodeon cartoon in the next episode. And we will be watching It Came From the Depths, as my poor boy cries in the background. <laughs> uh, so I hope he's okay. He's not a fan uh, of that episode. So. Uh, <laughs> no! No! I hate Leatherhead! Uh, so, uh, so guys, uh, let's see. So we, we've got uh, the Nickelodeon cartoon next episode, so that'll be episode 10... Ooh, maybe 110 at this point. I think we're on 109 right now. And then after that, we return to the classic era, but we might just go ahead and change... You know, change it up like um, Mr. T said and cover Casey in April before we do that. So, um, guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, thank you for all your support over the years. And, uh, gentlemen, the question we all want to know is what type of pizza are we going to have to close out another totally tubular episode of Turtle Flakes? I think Thaddeus has got that covered. Yeah. Oh, I had a pizza, pizza. I've never tried this before. This sounded really good. It's a Asian style uh, meatball pizza. It's made with like turkey sausage, and you you make it into like little meatballs, and it it's served with uh, smoked gouda cheese, and uh, it's called a poison uh, sauce. It's sort of like a Asian like barbecue sauce. Poison sauce. H o i s o n poison. 
Oh, oh they said poison. Oh, I thought he said poison <laughs> sauce. Just like, man, he's <laughs> gone. He's off the show. <laughs> he kill people now. He wants us to eat turkey sausage and poison sauce. <laughs> he's more upset with the turkey. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I know it. I know it. Well, uh, okay, dudes, to do that. Well, uh, on behalf of the guys and myself, uh, here's to hoping you enjoy um, your friends, your family, your and a mega slice. <laughs> right, an Omega slice of poison. <laughs> no, an Omega slice of Asian style meatball pizza with Gouda cheese. Cowabunga dudes. Cowabunga. You know, I find it very offensive that you can remember poison sauce with turkey sausage and Gouda cheese. But whenever I say like pepperoni and green peppers, you're just like, yeah, man, an extra large pepperoni. And what else? What was that? No, every time. Every time. I don't know my like a one-topping pizza, you forget what it is. But that <laughs> Hey Weezy mentioned like Goober Bar, Willy Wonka extravaganza pizza, and you just like you're like freaking Rain Man with it. <laughs> Ow! Oh, well, it's like appearing. Cowabunga! I'm out. Page three. Uh, it's been a couple days since I Just before four. <laughs> wow. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Sure. He never said he was a math teacher. Well, no, no, numbers. <laughs> Wait for that uh, Friday the Thirteenth update to come out next week. That's yeah, what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that? The, um, uh, I'll cut this, but isn't that the one that's? Uh, the guy from the fifth film? Yeah, that's Roy. Roy, yeah. yes, yes. I wonder what kind of stats he's going to have. Uh, they released the stats. Uh, I posted it on Facebook what the stats are going to be like. But, like, the big question is, is he going to have Jason's abilities? Right. You know, because if that's Roy, how does that change the game? You know? Oh, you know what? That'd be cool if... Ooh, that's, yeah. that'd be cool. I'd say he'd be a lot faster. He is, yeah. They've, they've said... I mean, Along with that update is another uh, is a balance patch for Jason Voorhees. Uh, so he, Jason himself, all variations of Jasons are going to have two additional throwing knives right at the start. He's going to be faster, uh, and his grab range is going to be increased because the developers like Gun Media and Ilphonic are kind of tired of watching people on YouTube just destroy Jason. So they're like, okay. We gotta, we gotta update some stats because I mean the game's been out for like what nine months by now. Yeah. People have gotten better at the game, and you can kind of. Oh, except for me. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you just stick with me, man. You know, whenever, <laughs> okay. whenever I'm Jason, I'll just point the way to the cops. Be like, go over there, little boy. <laughs> you know, but, Thank you, Mr. Jason. No, but, <laughs> um. But yeah, the uh, developers are kind of they they kind of feel bad that people playing as Jason aren't having as much fun as they used to playing as Jason. So yeah. and, it, and it is super frustrating when just you you try to swing at somebody and you it like your weapon like glitches through them, yeah. but they can turn around and beat you with a baseball bat and you fall on the ground and they run away. I know. Yeah. It is super. It is embarrassingly frustrating because I'll just. I'll just sit there and I don't really freak out when I'm playing video games, but I remember last week I was like, come on, what? 
in front of my kids, and I was like, I'm supposed to be like their good example, and it's really <laughs> hard to be a good example sometimes. <laughs> uh, I hear you. I understand, especially yeah, yeah, especially when it's a glitch that's beyond your control. But uh... well, especially when it's me, you know, and I'm not exactly <laughs> like a good dude. So. Oh yes, you're a good old boy. Meanwhile, Crane has abducted Baxter Stockton for unknown reasons. That's it. Awesome. Oh, geez, thank you. I was trying to eat my bagel while you are doing that. <laughs> we're done. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I'm eating myself. Oh, my God. Every there time, we go. Every time you just don't hear Rob, just know he's, like, frantically looking for a bagel to eat. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's You're it. like, what so, do you think, Rob? Bagels? What? Bagels. <laughs> Um, by the way, Grayson, he loves bagels and cream cheese. It was like that, all that kid will eat. Rob and Landon had a live stream where they were playing, like, NHL 94 on the on the Sega. And, like, every five minutes, Rob was, like, opening another Twinkie. To, you know? <laughs> hey, don't judge me, all right? Like, you're, you're judging. You're going to tear something internally, <laughs> man. <What are> you <laughs>